Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Hello, welcome to it. Thursday, jeez, it's the end of the week nearly, well, for us anyway, already. Mm. Well, for you. I feel like I've just come back to work. How are you, Satsy? I'm very well. How's your back? Because, listeners, he's been limping around like a... It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. He's like a... Back to the Cairo at 7.15 tomorrow. Quasimoto, that's what he looks like. Is that what it is? I, I look like I've been kicked up the ass mm. very hard with someone wearing steel cap boots. <laughs> it hurts. It's it's bad. And I, it was that's a, what happens when you lay on your back for over a week in Bali doing nothing. It was all those massages I got. Mm. Uh, listen, hello, welcome to the show. Thanks to Kia and also Nutrient Ag Solutions. Uh, Rooster's assistant coach and a friend of the show. Justin Titsy Holbrook uh, joining us real soon. Three burning questions. Daddy Bats will throw those at us. Uh, Chris Nelson's got some tips for Eagle Farm on Saturday. Mm. Remember, you win some, you lose more. We'll get into that. But, oh, mate, the great news last night was Mitch Marsh winning the Allen Border medal. Um, four years out of the test team. Um, come back. And, and I, I like, have a listen to his speech, would you? Did you arrive here thinking... The comeback kid had a big chance? <laughs> um, I really hadn't really thought about it until uh, a few of the boys started getting stuck into me that they thought I was going to win it. And then I started thinking, maybe I'm a chance. Um, so I better had four beers at lunch, so I had to stop there. Um, <laughs> and now I'm sort of hoping that uh, me winning this is not like COVID and we'll look back in three years' time and go, that was a weird time. So, uh, <laughs> um, but it's obviously a huge honour. It's certainly, we will never look back on that, mate. Um, the four years when you weren't in the test team, were there times when you doubted that you'd be back in and you'd doubt you'd be standing here with, uh, up receiving this? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, Cameron Green's a pretty imposing figure, so um, I thought I was done and dusted, but uh, I often spoke to my wife about... Um, that I just wanted to get one more crack at it. And it's been amazing. That gives me tears. That gives me chills. How much it meant to him to Hard play enough. for Australia again. Hard oh, don't say that. No, no, no. In all honesty, um, Come on. he was a forgotten man. But you've got to remember, if you watch that first Ashes documentary, yeah. when Mitch Marsh was part of the, the touring team. The test. He broke his, what did he break? He broke his hand or his uh. forearm or something like that. And he just battled through as long as he could. I've got to say, 
he won me over because I wasn't really a Mitch Marsh fan. No one was. But he exactly. used to get bagged. Yeah, so yeah, f- the transformation that he's had through his career, he's matured, of course. Yeah. And, you know, your career is about legacy. You know, it's what sort of legacy you leave. doesn't matter whether you play one year or 10 or 15 years. And it's a really good message to people who sometimes overthink their career. They, they overthink what they can do in a year as opposed to think about what they can do in a career. Yep. So Mitch Marsh has got to the stage of his career where he's probably saying to his wife, you know what, I'm probably never going to get a go again. I'm probably just going to play Shield cricket, maybe get a shot overseas with IPL now and yep. then. Yep. But I'm probably done and dusted. But then all of a sudden he gets an opportunity, takes advantage of it, and what he had to say about Pat Cummins and also Andrew McDonald, the coach, where basically he said, you know, thank you. You've you, you changed my life. And wow. It's, a, it's an amazing transformation for a guy that now, based on the, that opportunity and he got, and he matured as a cricket player, when he retires, yep. us sporting fans will remember Mitch Marsh for the good things that he did for Australia and the back end of his career. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll put my hand up and say I was one of those ones who used to bag him and yell out at the cricket. You know, but he's won me over. Mm. He's just, and you know what? That's what we need in this Australian cricket team. We need characters like that. Well, you know why? And this is another reason why. This is a kid that is growing up oh. helping his dad put together his cricket gear for a game. Yeah. His dad, of course, one of the great opening batters Swampy. for Australia. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a kid that's just growing up with his dad putting the pads on each and every day. Yeah. He knows the landscape of cricket. And he knows the characters of cricket. He's grown up around the characters of cricket. Yep. So that's why he's a character himself. He's not vanilla. He's not bland. He doesn't give these cliched answers. He gives the fans what they want, both on and off the field. And the fact that he got the award from Alan Border, who played about 130-odd games with his dad, yeah. made it even extra special. Yeah. You, you, know, know I mean? you know, someone said to me today, Woogie, they said, yeah, I know Alan Border is one of the Australian greats, but... Wouldn't there be better players, greater players to name the Alan Border medal after? Are you, I, did you punch him in the no, face? No, no, and I sort of sat there and thought about no. it. I thought, well, yeah, there's Don Bradman. There's yeah. But then I thought, no, I, I explained to the person who wasn't a, a great cricketing fan. I said, yeah. you got to understand, this is the guy that transformed Australian cricket to the point that it is today. You know, that's the guy that... that Are you not friends with this person anymore? <laughs> Don't question it. Mm, it was your wife. But anyway. What were you doing with my wife? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's a it's a great That's awkward. Um it's a great award. It is well and done. And an well amazing done. acceptance speech. Well done. Break time. When we come back, uh, Justin Holbrook, assistant coach of the Roosters, joins us next on Sports Day. Tackle just nine metres out from the try line. Holbrook, Holbrook gets a try on debut. The halfback scoots over. Newcastle get try number one. Jeez, we had to go back to the archives to dig that little beauty up, didn't we? Oh, you know, and I've spoken about this before. He, the Newcastle Knights, Joey was out one day and they played the Brisbane Broncos in front of 70,000 at Marathon Stadium. <laughs> and our next guest put an absolute <laughs> clinic on this day. And he did. And he's now the, he's now the, he's the PNG, well, incumbent. National coach. National coach. Yep. And he's also the assistant coach at uh, the Roosters. No doubt we've interrupted him having a yak milk latte yeah. in Bondi somewhere. Mm. One of our favourites, Justin Holbrook. Welcome to Sports Day. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, Justin. It's again, it's weird calling you Justin, but um, you've you've been in Sydney before with uh, with coaching roles. You're, you're back there now with the family. You're settled in. Everything going okay? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, obviously we yeah we've lived here before before we went to England and um, yeah it was a bit of a long transition. The family finished school, all the kids finished school, obviously up the, up the Gold Coast, but all down here now and settled and and looking forward to, to this season. So your experience with the PNG side through the Pacific Championships, how'd you find that? Mate, it was awesome. I, I obviously loved it. Um, you know, after you know finishing up w- with the Titans and, and not doing nothing for for a couple of months, it was a great opportunity to to get back into coaching. And and obviously, as everyone talks about up in up in PNG, they are very fanatical about the game, and um, it just brought a lot of excitement back into me. You know, to go up there with the responsibility of of being their national coach and and having the Pacific uh, Test up there. Um, I went up there first of all for their local Digicel Cup Grand Final. Um, I'd never been before, so I wanted to get up there and get a bit of a lay of land and see what it was like. And, and the game itself was a great experience. So obviously then a couple of weeks later up there for the PM's um, game against the Aussies, and that was, was fantastic. Obviously, you, know, you saw when the Aussies arrived, they were like rock stars, and um, we put in a really good performance and had a couple of weeks off, and then the Pacific Test and, and were good enough to to beat Fiji in the final. So it was, a, it was a great experience. One I really enjoyed, you know, just hearing about the the local players and, and obviously their, their tough upbringings and their limited rugby league and how late they they are in age of playing. And, um, you know, it was very humbling and, and enjoyable. And, and, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I, I did it. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive privilege. Now, I've had mates that have been involved with the Fijian side, whether it's the men's or the women's. And coming from Australia, obviously, you've got to go through some sort of... Um, they call it hazing some state in some countries, don't they? Where they basically just had to try the yeah you know, some of the local delicacies. And in Fiji, of course, it's the kava, the drink. So with you, did <laughs> did you try the betel nut? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, mate. And uh, the players, uh, yeah, they, they call me a bit of a sook for not trying it, but <laughs> I'm jokingly. But no, I didn't try it. No, obviously it's. Um, yeah, pretty uh, popular up there with the locals, but um, no, no, I didn't, uh, didn't worry about that. So hey, uh, Justin, after having you, you know, the experience of coaching the national side, if if PNG gets that eighteenth license, would you be putting your hand up? Do you think down the track to to coach the first grade team? I'm not too sure. I um, obviously loved, as, as I just said, I love coaching the the Kummels in the national competition. Um, you know, against Fiji and the Cook Islands and, and the Australians. So I really enjoy that. As for if they're the the new franchise, I'm not sure. You know, they'll they'll have a, a process of their own if they they get the nod and, and become the 18th team. Um, so I'm not not looking too far down the track with that. But I will say I, I hope they do get in. I think one thing they've got. Um, they got a lot of sort of corporate backing up there. They're, they're very well resourced up there with with their land, and, and they got some really sort of, oh, I guess, um, well-off companies that would get right behind. And I think even when we played the games, the corporate areas were the ones that sold out instantly. And and obviously then the the, the general public, um, you know, they, they don't, obviously don't earn a lot of money up there. But but in terms of the top end, there's there's some good financial backing behind them. And obviously, as you all know, you know the Australian government. Will, I'll help out there. So I think um, I'd love to see them get in. I think there's enough players up there that they can make a real force of it. They've got to be out. Oh, there's probably 10 or 11 now over in Super League next season. So, um, you know, there's enough talent there that in a couple of years' time they'd be ready to be in. And I think it'd be great for the game, as I said, to, to witness it up there briefly and just see how passionate they are. And that's only in 
in the capital there of Port Moresby, they, they reckon up in the Highlands is just even more crazier for rugby league, and we didn't have time to, to get up and visit up there. So, um, look, I, I, you know, I hope they do get in, and but as for yeah, sticking the end up, I'll, I'll just yeah, wait and see what, what happens down the track. Imagine being a referee that referees a game if they did get in the NRL <laughs> and you gave them a decision that lost them the game. I wonder if they'd let you back through customs. There's no way in the world they let you out of the country. <laughs> well, it's quite, it's quite funny because they make sure one thing I. You know, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like, but they make sure the the visiting teams are really well looked after. Like we had some great dinners when Fiji and the Cook Islands and put on a big show. I'm also saying the opposite. I was saying like you said, no, no, just put them in the, the local <laughs> rough hotel and give them a rough. You know, but, but the fan, they're, they're, they're lovely people there. They really embraced it. You know, you would have seen like Bukasivo and guys like that. They, they were just like gods up there, even though they're from Fiji. And I'm thinking, hey, we're playing these blokes. Don't, don't be uh, so nice to them, but. Um, but, yeah, hopefully if they get in, um, yeah, it'd be nice if the referees were, were just uh, you know, biased towards them. It'd be good. One of my favourite nightclubs is over there, the Lamana Hotel. It's amazing. You've got a favourite. For a bloke it. who doesn't drink, you've got yeah. a favourite nightclub everywhere. <laughs> well, you are the I most love, boring person I know. I love the dance. I love the dance. Now, you're back at the Roosters, uh, <laughs> Justin, and you've worked with Trent Robinson before. But now you've gone away, you've experienced head coaching in the UK and also at the Titans, and you come back under Trent Robinson again. As an experienced as a coach is what he is, do, do you still see a guy like him evolving in, in different parts of the game since you've returned? Like, have you no, is there any noticeable you know, nuances in his coaching? Oh, definitely. I turn, turn someone that's always looking to get better. And I mean, the, his work ethic and all that's still the same. He, he's very detailed. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned, I've been there before. So my first time around, I've, I've sort of said previously, I was grateful for the opportunity to work at the Roosters. And now coming back there, I, I feel it's in a different space. Like Trent's obviously, you know, needs a bit more help there, and you know they haven't had the best of, of years for their standards of Roosters. So, in terms of my experience going out, as you mentioned, England and Gold Coast, I feel like I've come back a, a better coach um, for the Roosters, and I'll do my role there. But yeah, Trent's always um, looking at ways of getting better and you know learning and things like that. So asks a lot of questions and, and gets a lot of opinions from the rest of his staff. But in the end, you know, he's obviously a, a great leader and has been for a long time. Now, Justin, we were looking at the predicted round one game, a team for the Roosters. And, and let's just throw Jared Warrior Hargraves in there for argument's sake. But he's it, not playing. Yeah, no, when it comes to round two, round three, whatever. It's, it is one of the most impressive sides on paper. We were talking about earlier on. And one of the noticeable differences, of course, is you've got Joseph Suali on one wing, potentially. And then Dom Young on the other, coming from Newcastle. Oh. I mean, he's been a great inclusion. What's he like up front as a just as an athlete? Yeah, you'd love him, Sats. He's a, he's a great specimen. He's a um, big, big, good-looking man. He's, <laughs> if, he was, uh, if he was a thoroughbred, you'd, you'd pay millions of dollars for him. So, look, Dom's um, he's just got that. That physique that he's blessed with, as, as well as um, electrifying speed. So, um, yeah, he's, um, and as you said, Joseph um, Suli, he's, he's an absolute athlete as well. The guys can, um, you know, they, they can jump so well. And, and obviously, Toops has been doing it for, for 10 or 12 years. So, we're, we're blessed with, with athleticism in the outside backs, that's for sure. And obviously, it's uh, from really enjoyable to see guys sort of run around and and do what they do, it's it's yeah, going to be an exciting, exciting year for us um, at the Roosters. And, and obviously the other sort of new recruit, Spencer oh. um, Lenu, like he's just, he's so powerful. You just sort of watch him at training and um, 
Yeah, he's, he's really impressive. So, look, every every side's, uh, you know, we all know that. Everyone's happy with pre-season. They've always trained hard and prepared well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited um, about this year. Yeah, I reckon Spencer is probably one of the buyers of the off-season. Um, I think he's he's an outstanding get. He was he was amazing in that grand final. Uh, uh, Sats is pushing it all all week and last week that Waria Hargraves should be playing in the game in Vegas, which is just absolute rubbish, Justin. He shouldn't be. He's got to serve his suspension. No, you do your crime. Fine. You do the time. He just wants him to be given a, a fine. Will you still take him to Vegas or is he is he moping around the club like he's gonna miss out? No, well, I hope Sats gets his way. I think we will get Sats a job at the NRL as well, so we can get Jared <laughs> playing round one. But um, no, he he's still going to come over. Uh, he'll be still part of the security. You know, I think we're taking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be security for us. But yeah, he's he's part of the travelling uh, squad that we're taking over. Look, he's a great leader, as as you guys know. He's been playing a long time now, and got a lot of respect from from all the staff and players so to have a, a guy like that um with his experience on that on that trip will, will be great for us so he'll be there after the game justin how long till you come home do you because you get the weekend off the following week which is the rest of the round one competition so do you stay over a couple of days or have they got you on a plane pretty much within 24 hours yeah, we come we come home the next day, so we, we have plenty of time over there. I think we have ten days in total, so we're oh, going God. well well before, which is which is great. I think we we're based in LA for about a week and train majority of the time there, then get to Vegas just for a couple of days. So yeah, only the one night after the game set. So I've already uh, I've played the pokies for about thirty years. So I plan on going in there just hoping there's a, there's a big link at the top that says twenty million or something. I'm just lucky enough to. Play one line, one credit, and, and win the major link or something. So, after a win, of course. Uh, yes. Win. Uh, you win some and you lose more. Um, I just want to add one other thing. Are you are you sharing the plane with the, the other teams? I'm not. I'm not too sure what what flights they're on. I, I know. I'm pretty sure we're all in the sort of same area once we get to Vegas. But I'm not too sure. Um, with the other three sides, I don't think they're all going directly the same time as us, no. And I don't think we're all staying in the same area until a few days out um, at Vegas. Who gets the business class seats, Titsy? Who gets them? Uh, no, I don't think I do, unfortunately. But, but you've only got uh, little legs. Players, you don't You don't need yeah, the extra space. Right. No, that's all right. I don't complain. I'm just happy to be going. I'm pretty excited to be, to be on the trip. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the players do and they need it. Yeah, so... I'll get looked after and, um, yeah, just happy to get over there. Oh, look, I think it's great um, for the game. I just think even if you're back here, just, just something much more exciting about round one when mm. it's somewhere like that. So, you know, we're fortunate enough to be a part of it. But but even if we weren't, you know, a lot of people have asked me, oh, what's the point here, you know, and I, I think it's terrific. I think it's a great spark for, for our NRL season. And, and as a code, I think it's pretty exciting. And, I think after the Super Bowl too, it'll ramp up over there. Like a lot of people, True, yeah. it'll be quiet over there. I thought, well, they're their major games about mm. their, their their Super Bowl. I think after that, a bit like when our rugby league season finishes and you turn the telly on the next weekend, you're bored straight away. You go, isn't that footy on? So <laughs> I think once that happens over there, hopefully they go. You know what? We go and watch these mad Australians uh, hash each other with no pads and helmet on. So hopefully it can really ramp up then. All right, mate. Good luck with it. Only four, can you believe it's only four weeks to go until the footy season kicks yeah, off? How exciting, mate. Good luck with that trip to, to Vegas. And I look forward to my mighty bunnies taking on the Roosters in round three of the NRL. That'll be exciting. Absolutely. Hey, we'll let you go, Justin. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, boys. See you later.
The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Time for three... Oh, hang on a second. Now yeah, it's time for three burning questions. Thanks to our mates at Toolkit Depot. Yeah, that's very, very creative. Well, we can't hear you, but um, oh. that's the sort of music he plays on a Saturday night with him and the Misso. Mm. Melting some marshmallows yep. by the fire. Mm. Bit of this. I've heard people say that... Hey, baby. Too much of anything is not good for you. Just baby. walks out in a Bronco scarf. Well, that music just reminds me of Will Ferrell's movie yeah. Semi-Pro, doesn't it? <laughs> love me sexy. I love it. Can't you remember stuff? Right here, three burning questions, toolkit depot, everything you need to get back to work. Um, do you want to... All right, let me ask you about all the changes at at, um, at the Bulldogs, right? Yeah, plenty so, of them. Yeah. So... Fatala Mariner being released on Monday. Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, to the, the Bulldogs. Dragons, yeah. They do not have one player from their original top 30 squad from 2021 in this season's roster. It's is amazing, that, isn't it? Is it a good thing, though? Uh, well, Trent Barrett was the coach back then, just to remind everyone, and Josh Jackson was their captain. Was Gus there then, too? Mm, in no, I don't think he was. Okay. No, I don't think he was. He came in uh, not long after that. But I go, I look at some of the players that are in that top 30 squad, and it sounds like they've just got rid of everyone. But it's not the case. You, you look at some of the players that have left and gone to other clubs. Yeah. Adam Elliott, uh, Dallin Wattini, Zalesniak. Yeah. Um, you've also got Jeremy Marshall King, who's played awesome for the for the Dolphins last year. Jeez, they've let some good ones go. So, yeah, there's been a pl- some players there that uh, Nick Meaney, who's gone to yep. the Melbourne Storm. Who's been unbelievable yeah. filling in for Pappy. Yeah, so those sort of players, it's not as if they – it's not as if they they cut everyone, but they've uh, let good. Pl- they've had a habit over the last ten years of letting really good players go. Like Nick Meany went down to Melbourne for less money. That's right for an opportunity, which is probably one of the biggest slaps in the face you can get as a club when a player goes to another club for less years and less money. Yeah. So is it but a, it is Melbourne though. Yeah. Is it a good thing based on their performances? I think it's a, I think it's a really good thing that they've been able to do that as well. But isn't it a case? I agree with you because of their performances and how they've they've been. But but they've let some good players go. So yeah. I, I, Jeremy I get, Marshall King and I think Dallin Martini's Lesniak are the two that really stand out. And Meany, as you mentioned, yeah, yeah, Meany Meany was really good for them actually. So when you look at it like that, though, no, I don't think it's been a good thing. I mean, there's always there's always changes that need to happen. Players don't perform, people retire, all that sort of stuff. They've just let good players go. Yeah, and sometimes the players go of their own accord because they just they just don't like the environment. Yeah, right. They can't keep them because the player just wants to get out of dodge yep. as quick as possible. So, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, but it's a good thing they've been able to get rid of the the rest of the players that obviously weren't weren't performing. It's a hard club. It's been a hard club to to recruit to. Now they've made a lot of changes for for this year. A lot of utility players, which I actually think will be really good for them. Is this a sign of things to come in the NRL, more mobile players? Well, well, yes. Yeah, it's a good point. But they've also signed a lot of players that have come from pretty successful clubs. Penrith. Yeah, Penrith, yeah. Roosters. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're getting a, okay. uh, yeah, a lot of really quality players that have come from really good systems. Tim Zhu and Keith Thurman, yes. press conference. So this fight's still two months away. It's Isn't in, it 30th uh, of March? Ma- uh, March or May? I think it's the end of March. End of March, 30th of March. You're right, in Vegas. 
So who who wins it? Is, who wins this and what is this, this the press conference press or wins conference the fight? Today. Press conference today. But who wins the press conference? Yeah, no, <laughs> the fight. Keith Thurman is a guy that's only ever been beaten once by Manny Pacquiao, but he's only fought once in the last three years. How old is he? Thirty-five, and he's mate. He's a trash talker. Like he'll, and Tim Zoo's quite vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but Keith Thurman, he'll sell this fight. He'll make everyone believe that he can beat Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo. Well, absolutely. Even though this guy's fought some great fighters, Thurman, Tim Zhu, who's young, okay. hungry, ferocious, he will absolutely tear Keith Thurman apart. So what, what's in this for Tim Zhu? Is this an easy fight to introduce him to the American market? Absolutely. Oh, well, it's not an easy fight, but it's a way to expose yourself to the American market and say... But will people see through it and go, well, he should have won that? It's how devastating. If he knocks him out, right. it's how devastating it is. He will knock him out. The minute that he knocks him out, if it's devastating... He'll have the American press talking about him straight away. And um, But in his day, Keith Thurman, this would have been a really good matchup. Yeah, he's too young and hungry, Tim Zhu. What's Uma think? Uma Thurman? That's his, well, no, that is his sister. I'll get lost. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Um, I'll ask you. Okay. Is ODI cricket alive and well? First yep. game tomorrow against um, the, the West Indies. I think it is. Uh, look, it, it's only as good as the competitor. If Australia had beat, I know it's a completely different I know format. You're say. If Australia had won the second test, yep. would the ODIs have a pretty poor attendance? Uh, they won't get a big crowd anyway. Yep. It's, it's television ratings, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there won't be a big crowd there tomorrow. It'll it'll go well on telly because the Windies winning that last test, and the other thing, Australia winning the World Cup, mm. and I reckon that's why it's it's back. Isn't it amazing that it is about TV ratings, but when you watch it on TV and there is a crap crowd there, yep. all we talk about is the ODI cricket is yeah, it's lost. Mate, or I've, Test match cricket, it's lost. Yeah, I mean mm. that was that was pretty poor that Test crowd on that fourth day. And again, I, I said to you yesterday they should have thrown the gates open, Cricket Australia. They're losing money anyway, but they could gain a fan for life. I, I remember think. when the Queensland when they weren't the Queensland Bulls, but Queensland Sheffield Shield team were looking like they were going to win. Their first yep. Sheffield Shield. 1980, wasn't it? Something like that. No, 1990 something. Right. Um, and they basically, everyone in Brisbane knew it was happening. They mm. just threw the gates open. Yep. In the last three hours, people left work and just converged, the, yep. uh, converged on the Gabba. I, mm. think, I think one day cricket is back. After the, there's a little bit of a honeymoon after the World Cup final. But I tell you what, this is this is this will be good now that now that they won that last test, the West Indies is going to be a competitive series. I like fifty over cricket. Yeah, I love it. It goes all day, and I, I can. Like, I just like it because you can get yourself back into the game. Sometimes T Twenty, the game's done by the tenth yeah. or eleventh over, and the misses away. Yeah. So you know what I'm doing. Mm. A couple of quiet whiskeys yep. on the couch. In your jocks. No, nah, the girls are home. Oh. Yeah, they don't like that. Mm. Righty up. Uh, what do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six toolkit depot. Everything you need to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear in store and online. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open, World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to it uh, for Suncorp. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. Actually, again, while Suncorp are helping thousands and thousands of Queenslanders, you know, clean up after all the rain and cyclones and all that stuff. I think I saw on the news today mm-hmm. that there's another one coming, another cyclone. Really? Yeah. 
coming through North Queensland again? I, believe, I haven't got all off. the details. I just I heard it in passing today. I'm going, no, not another one. Not well, another it is this one. time of year. We, we sort of face these, these sort of conditions in Queensland. It's Especially climate Queensland. change. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, that's my millennial impersonation. You know that? Okay. Listen, Josh Schuster. Yes, Manly. Right. Back rower. There, there are reports today that he's in doubt for round one in Vegas. And I hope he is in doubt because there is no way that I want to be sitting next to him on an aeroplane. He's got a... He's safe strained, to say that. Yes. Yeah. He's strained his calf. Yep. He's fractured his fingers. And he's also got chicken pox in the off-season. So, all, yeah, tell you what, if he's got chicken pox... All the fam, all the players who have got kids should be sending their kids around to him, sitting on his, his lap, his place. Yep. Let him babysit them while he's yep. got chicken pox. That's what our parents That's used to our, do. Yeah, exactly. So is it safe to say he's now running the Josh Schuster Nursery daycare? <laughs> yeah, he should be straining his calf. Well, apparently he has been training very hard. He needs bo- to. Let's be honest. He needs to lose weight. Oh, he? absolutely, he does. I mean, he's never going to be a guy that's going to be. Trim, taut, and terrific. He's going to be one of those guys who's always going to carry a little Solid bit of padding, build, yeah. but he's just got to be able to get match fit. Now, he's trained really hard. His body's probably not used to the amount of training he's had to do. That's where the straining of his calf comes from. The Fracturing fingers? his fingers. Don't know. Well, I'm thinking maybe he's had a cheese on each finger <laughs> and and contracting chicken pox. Nuggets. Um, nuggets. I think nuggets. I think wings. <laughs> yeah. Chicken wings, but um, sorry, Suncorp. This is not a very serious topic today. But it's safe to say he won't play in Vegas. In Vegas, not a chance. No. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Chris Nelson previews a big weekend of racing in Queensland next on Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Yeah, chances are you're about to lose. Chris Nelson, um, I'll ask you, Scotty Sattler, mm-hmm. how's his uh, form been whilst I've been away? Terrible last week, but it's all right. We have those <laughs> days. Outside of that, he's actually had some... Had some really good winners, really good tips. Really? Yeah, yeah. cop that. Absolutely. Cop that. Yep. <laughs> the first word, can I just remind you, the first word out of his mouth was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Yeah. yeah, but he's only, you know, he can't see past last Saturday. He forgets about last week. He's yeah. just thinking about last Saturday. So, and that's fair enough. It was a tough day. I think we had six odds on favourites beaten or something last Saturday. So it wasn't the best of days for, it was a good day for bookies, put it that way. Well, I was telling Sats last night, Oh, yeah, I was in a bar in Bali and they had like a bookmaker set up. And I'm going, how good's this? <laughs> it's like mm. it's like the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, mate, where are we racing this weekend? We are racing at Eagle Farm. That is our main meeting. And pleased to say the weather's all cleared up and we'll be back to a good track at Eagle Farm on Saturday. We've got another couple of meetings uh, around the place. Ipswich is another Saturday meeting. We race at Bundaberg on the sand. That's a tab meeting on, uh, on Saturday, uh, six races there at Bundy. And pleased to announce that Toowoomba is back after four weeks' uh, renovation to the track after the King of the Mountain. So Saturday nights are all back to normal again, uh, Toowoomba racing in the twilight zone. So they're the tab meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got meetings at Dolby, Emerald and Innisfail. And we return to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon for a uh, seven-racer, I think it is there. So... We've had a, a we've had sort of a low amount of meetings over the last few weeks, but we're getting back to normal now. Were there any of the uh, meets up in North Queensland that were interrupted last week? 
the worst schedule? No, we got through them all. Oh, no, wow. we got through them all. Okay, Sats. Yeah, we had uh, we had a meeting at uh, Cairns, but Cairns didn't really cop too much on uh, on Sunday, and then we had some earlier in the week that that didn't affect those areas. So the only the only meeting that was affected was Doombin, which was transferred from Wednesday to Thursday uh, this week. So all the others sort of escaped. But yeah, there's plenty of rain around in certain areas, wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. You didn't get any down your way. Oh, we got plenty. What are you talking about? Yeah, what's Not wrong on, with you? Um, Plenty. You don't get Not it. On Tuesday. You don't get it on your cliff face uh, joint at Coolham yeah, Beach exactly. on the Sunshine Coast. Overlooking at golf course. Well, it said one yeah. mil down your way. It yeah, doesn't seem please. like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> one metre. Uh, so uh, what are we putting our money on this weekend? All right. Eagle Farm. I think these will run really well. Race five, number two, <laughs> Captain Finkel. I didn't hear that. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Race five, number two, Captain Finkel. Yeah. Race six, number 13, Lennox. All favourite number. And, and Taylor Swift's favourite number too. What? 13. 13? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And race eight, number nine, Belvedere Boys. We'll back that one each way. So five, number two, six, number 13, and eight, number nine. Beautiful. Rightio. Okay. And we're in for a big day. Oh, mate, I hope we are. Uh, chances are, though, you are about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I like to reinforce that around any tips uh, that Chris if, Nelson gives. Lenny. If, if we do have a big day, I'll be the first to remind you come Monday. Oh, no doubt about it. So how, we, how are we rating? If not Saturday night. With race six, number 13, Lennick. Yeah. Um, yes. So tell us about Boris Thornton. Sorry, no, uh, S. Morrissey, the trainer. Scott Morrissey, he Scott trains Morrissey. down on the Gold Coast. Yeah, trains on the Gold Coast. Former Prime Minister? Uh, no? No, that's Morrison. Uh, no. <laughs> that's your mate. <laughs> that's Morrison. That's right. I've uh, told you no, that story. He's, uh, no relation. No relation at all. But he trains very well. He doesn't have a big team, but the team that he's got, he gets a lot out of them. And uh, he's got a nice mare there in Lennox who should be winning. Good stuff. Rightio. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is <laughs> racing today. Thanks, Nelson. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. The GOAT, our colleague Cam Smith here at SEN, has hung up the uh, the training whistle mm-hmm. and is no longer an assistant coach with Billy's Maroons yeah. this year. Pretty quick decision because the man who's going to replace him, Matt Ballin, well-deserved, by the way. Matty Ballin deserved. He actually replaced Cam Smith at one stage when Cam Smith was out. And, yeah, that's right, Origin. he did too. Yeah. So, Matty Ballin, who's doing a wonderful job at the Broncos. I heard Matty Ballin just backstabbed him. Well, that's... Got him out of the job. <laughs> um, Matty's also a colleague of ours. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm not saying anything. But, Matty, mate, it happened so quickly. Matty's gone from one in the afternoon... A media release coming out about him coaching the under-19s mm-hmm. to an hour later, he's got a new media release in front of him reading it saying um, he's been The Queensland-19s to State of Origin State of, coach. Yeah. And yeah. it happened, like, within a space of an hour or so. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me, actually, with, with Cam. Like, Cam would have thought about the, the question and talked about it with his wife, Barb, and, and his children, who play a huge role in, in all his decision-making. But the decision itself would have been really quick. And would have been rapid from Cam. And good on the QRL and Benny Iken for, for reacting really quickly as yeah, well. Yeah. And it, it means and Billy. it means what they're doing is they've got these succession plans in place. That doesn't surprise me with Benny Iken and Billy. You know, just meticulous with everything yeah. they do. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, why? They're all speculating. Why would Cam step down? Well, Cam's a private guy. He's a really private guy. And 
um, of and he's going to coach his young blokes under 15s team at how good's that at Corumbin Eagles yeah, as that's well great. where Matty Guy coaches their first yep. grade he's a good mate from Melbourne so you know he's always been about family Cam this doesn't surprise me and, and Origin takes a fair bit out of a lot of people sit back and say oh hang on it's only it's only six or eight weeks of the year but mm. they have a lot of meetings. They do a lot of uh, – they watch a lot of rugby league. Yep. They do a lot of assessing of their players who are available. And like I said, Cam's – I remember interviewing Craig Bellamy once, and I said to him, out of the three bet top players you had, Cronk, Slater, Cam, which one would become a coach? This is before any of them have been involved in coaching. He said, oh, Billy Easy, meticulous, great preparation, loves the game. Cooper, he'd be good, but he'd probably, he'd probably have to dull it down a little bit. And he said, Cam – Cam would be late to training sessions. Yeah. Uh, you'd read his bodily language and see whether he actually was really interested. <laughs> and that's just him. And that's yeah. that's nothing against him. He just he he loves his family yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and he's a very private person. And and he just he's one of those guys that's happy just to drift into the sunset. Now, there's a rumour going around yeah. that he's actually joining Madge at the Blues. Is there any truth in That'll that? That'll never happen. I may have just started that rumour. Billy said... There's no person that's given greater service no. to the Maroon jersey than Cam. I reckon, hold my hold my beard, Mal Meninga. I mean, there'd be a toss up uh, between him and yeah. Mal, wouldn't there? Yeah. Mm. I mean, what about you? That's a bit rude to you. You played a game. Well, right. He, well, if if it wasn't for me, yeah. no one would know who Cam Smith is. Th- correct. He replaced me. What about Gary Belcher? Not only just as a player, but as what was his other role? He was he the walk- media manager and, and the strength and conditioner. Walked point. around with a whistle yeah. and a clipboard yep. and very high shorts. Yes. He used to weigh people before the buffet, didn't he? And afterwards. We used to get weighed in the morning, <laughs> of like every morning in Origin Camp, and then you get weighed um, so the next morning. But we'd go to the buffet <laughs> at the Sheraton, and you have to watch what you ate because there's been some guys that have put on four or five kilos <laughs> in an Origin series. Unbelievable. All right, before we go, thanks to Fire Quote, uh, Coat. A uh, quick community update. There's no fire warnings at all, but uh, keep up to date, qfest.queensland.gov.au. Got to go. This is Sports Day. Satsy, uh, you're the Rats. We'll be mm-hmm. back. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Rat. Yeah, he's too, yeah. It's his birthday today. Mm. What is he, 58? Yeah, it looks it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Rat. Uh, Sats and the Rat, back Monday night for Sports Day. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.